homies, this is Sarah. And I'm Ashley. And this is Hometown Homicide. guys hi it's march like what the fuck it is yeah time's a flying it is i've lost track of time we celebrated my birthday last weekend it was a good time that was fun we rented an igloo my first igloo experience mine too a little shit ton of charcuterie popped our igloo cherry (laughs) hufflepuff popped our (laughs) oh god (laughs) That is a server. That's his nickname. Wow. Nickname? It didn't sound like not nickname. Nom. I put a review on LP. I saw that. Okay. Good stuff. Good times. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. The war in Ukraine is getting worse. Yep. They tried to open some corridors for the civilians to like leave and bring in supplies yeah and russia keeps still fucking shelling the area even though they've said they wouldn't so now i don't know if this is true but i saw that anonymous hacked russia's airwaves because russia's only showing the state tv interesting basically not what's happening they're telling lies and yeah. oh no russian soldiers have lost their lives it is it's not what you think so anonymous hacked the airwaves and it's only showing what's actually happening there yeah. happening there and again i don't know if it's true but one of my coworkers said something about some of the russian soldiers have like leaked gas out of the tanks so like, oh we can't oh. proceed. <laughs> we don't have any more gas. Because <laughs> they don't want to be. They don't want to be there. Oh. It's just, so sad. Yeah, it is. So again, like we said last week, our thoughts and prayers go out to Ukraine. Mm-hmm. I know that won't stop it, but. Yeah. Still, it's we're very far away, but we're still thinking and trying to keep up on it and everything. So, Correct. Any other business that you've? I've been so busy this week. I've haven't listened to a podcast at all this week, so I apologize for everyone that I normally listen to and rate you guys and put it on Twitter. I have not had a chance because the week literally flew by, and I work over my shift, and then I got in trouble for working overtime. It's like things aren't getting done. Unless, I'm sorry. It's weird how that happens. Because this is like supposed to be our busy season and where we normally work overtime where it's mandatory and Mm -hmm. I would over an hour and they freaked out on me. So, yeah. That's not great. So, I'm behind on everything. That includes my episode next week because I have no idea what I'm doing still because I haven't (laughs) had a chance to think about it. So, yeah, that's been my update. And, yeah, they're trying to crack down on us for overtime, too, but it's also kind of getting nicer around here, so then the springtime haircuts are trying to call and get scheduled, and I'm like, I'm just tired. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'm tired. And then the rain yesterday, I think that helped me just zonk out, too, because it stormed fairly bad around here. Worse in Des Moines. That's a whole other thoughts and vibes and stuff going to... Last night, early evening, to the west of us, they were expecting it to be bad here, and it really wasn't terrible. I was just kind of half in and out of sleep, and I could hear the lightning and stuff. You could hear hear the the lightning? I could hear the lightning. I mean, the lightning progressed, and then I feel like the second round that came through, like, once it got done raining, the lightning was so bright, and then the thunder was immediate, and then it yeah. just was, like, rumbled. It was like, oh, this is amazing, as I was cutting up all my vegetables for the week. 
No, and I heard the thundering. Like, it was loud enough it startled the cats because it came on so hard because that's what woke me up a little bit because they, like, took off. And I'm like, what the fuck's happening? But I'm like, oh, cool. And then I fell back asleep. So That's something we didn't talk about was the new Kanye drama. I haven't been paying attention to Kanye. <gasps> that's how busy I was wow. this last week. I like, only saw on Facebook some things. He released his newest music video, the very end of it. He buries a claymation character. That's uh, Pete Davidson. Yes. Okay, maybe I did see something, but I did not have time to read it. Like I said, my week was jam effing packed. He's lost his noodle. He's lost it a long well, time I mean, ago. Yeah, a long time ago. But I even talked with this, talked with this, talked to Morgan about this when I got my tattoo the other day. Like the what he's doing to Kim is not okay. This is straight up harassment. This is yes. stalking. stalking. There's a fucking documentary about him on Netflix that had been recorded over the like the last decade or some shit. I'm like, this shouldn't even be on here right now. Just no. During or like due to the circumstances that are like something ongoing. is going to happen to so- somebody. Yeah. And yeah, then his next gonna documentary be- is going to be like Chris fucking Watts documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Also, yeah. Sarah got the kitties. Oh, yeah. Hometown homicide shirts. Yeah. Stormy. Probably will not wear one. She's also hiding under the bed because she doesn't like when Sarah comes over. For some reason. And Coco's already worn it. Photos. I'm, by the time you've listened to this, you've already seen the photos. But. <laughs> yes. And we also have koozies and yeah. stickers yes. so far. I'm going to contact the the patrons for their addresses. I can send them each a koozie and sticker and pen or whatnot just as a thank you especially right now since it's small scale you know we got lynette and tracy and brett casey and casey i can just hand her her so yeah <laughs> but, but awesome well, yeah well thank you steph well thank you for for helping support us thank you guys so yeah what do you have for us today I decided what I would do. Let's focus on the Bob Dale update. Okay. And uh, just just roll with that. I've been waiting for this. I know, as lots of people have been. So after the Missing in Michigan episode, number six, I think it was. Yes. uh, We had some people reach out to us, including the sister of Bob Dale's Wife, wife Christy. Yes, she emailed us and said that we had our facts wrong and which were like just what was able to be found out on the internet. Which you put sources to. Yes. Um, and she said that Christy would actually love to talk to us or, or whatnot. So I was like, okay, that's, you know, if, if we're wrong, I appreciate you telling us that. You know, what do we have wrong? And so she kind of went through a little bit. Um, I'll try to just recap what I had said then was Bob went missing from a co-worker's wedding reception or the night of a co-worker's wedding reception, May 18th, 1996 in the Sault Ste. Marie area of Michigan. And you can listen to that whole episode if you go back to episode six, like we already mentioned. He's the third of three people that have gone missing in Michigan that I covered. Um, Gone missing without really any trace, no signs of struggle, like bizarre, bizarre cases. With Jacob Cavanaugh, there was a little bit of clues as far as his debit that card was and still stuff, weird. but it's still very weird. Still very weird. Um, so Bob went missing. At the time, you know, he's married to Christy. He had three sons. The youngest was only like nine months old. They've searched in the canals in Sioux. They've searched along the road. They just, there's no sign of him since leaving the reception to going downtown. There's been some mention of people seeing him downtown at the bar for the after party, but no verified sources of that anymore because it seems that anyone that had said that 
said no, they weren't sure or were never on record. Sure. So it'll be 27 years coming up in May. So Steph reached out to us and said that Christy, his wife, would actually talk to us. And it was a little bit of a struggle to get coordinated with her. She does work, seems like six days a week, long days, and I, I understand that. And Ashley pointed out maybe iPhones don't necessarily let unknown numbers ring through all the time. With the first couple times I tried to call her, I went straight to voicemail. So it will ring once and then go to voicemail, I believe, when you silence an unknown number. So, yeah, I'm not entirely sure. So when she texted me and I texted her back and tried to get it figured out. And then after that, when I called, it actually started ringing. So I was like, okay, well, that's promising. So then it finally went through. And we talked for about an hour, a few weeks back. So I apologize for the pushing it out and pushing it out because then there was apparently a misunderstanding. I mean, I I told her when she asked me what was the intention of what we wanted to do with this and why we were doing it. And I told her we just wanted to get stories out there for the people that aren't well known or, you know, to help maybe with these missing people get get people talking or jog some memories or whatnot. And I told her I was going to just supplement the episode giving the information that she gave me out to the world because what I had previously researched and reported was what I could find on various sources on the internet. Then we advertised we were going to give an update and then she wasn't necessarily upset. She just seemed confused. She's like, well, what are you, what are, what are you going to do with this? What are, what's your intent? And I was like, I told you, I just wanted to share what you told me and we'd update. Once she realized we were going to do a, another little episode bit about Bob, she contacted me again and wanted to talk again. Was that not mentioned that like we were going to use this, like you wanted your side of it to come out? Obviously, we were going to update. Did she not understand? Was that just not talked about? I mentioned it. Okay. Um, but she did, By the at the end of the interview, she said she had a lot of anxiety leading up to talking to me. So maybe she just was a little overwhelmed and didn't process what I said. Or I get anxious. I get, you know, spacey when I'm worried about stuff. So I get anxious when I know I have to go to a store where there's people. <laughs> My anxiety... Like, I overthink things. I'm like, what if I run into this person? Like, how will... Like, I'm... I, I get that. I... Yeah. And I have never been in your situ- her situation. Right. Like, I'm talking yeah, to I her. Mean. But... So, I get that. Fair yeah. enough. So, that's part of why we pushed it out a little bit further, because we were trying to coordinate to talk a second time. But finally, I just was like, I, you know, I'm sorry. We, we haven't been able to coordinate. Again, I just wanted to tell people what you said. If you have anything else, you know, go ahead and send it to us in a message. But didn't get um, one. She sent me a text. She's like, "Well, it's all good. I just want to make sure the public knows I've not changed my story. It seems to be the biggest rumor. I have told the police many times. I thought he went downtown with me, as well as the public say someone saw him downtown. That that part was all caps." If he didn't make it downtown, he may have gotten out and walked home. It certainly wasn't like Bob not to come home. And then she said, thank you for everything. I appreciate you. I mean, her concern is she doesn't want to sound like she's changing her story. But if she's done interviews and the story did change, it wouldn't really be a rumor. People are just pointing out the fact that, hey, you said this. And then in another interview, you said this. So it's not that's not a rumor. Right. I mean, I understand where you're at, but I guess she hasn't really done as interviews with the police, you know, with them going over everything that I can't speak of. But as far as public interviews with news and stuff, she doesn't she hasn't really done any. So I think it'd have to be like hearsay from other people saying, well, I heard her say this or someone else said her or said she said that or or whatnot, because the only one I could find was. KS, oh God, was it the KSOO? They're going to kill me. The The radio interview that um, someone linked on our thing. I apologize. I can't remember what the radio letters all are, but um, 
that was the other one that she's done and, and she mentioned that to me when we were talking that that one kind of took her by surprise too um, that was last year in August maybe something like that now I'm just gonna say this if it were one of my loved ones that went missing like that I would be constantly wanting to be interviewed so that hey we don't know where this person is. Please help. If you have any information, please let us know. Like, I just feel like that's what I would be doing. Everybody is different. I, we follow, we have people who follow us on Instagram that we follow back that they have a loved one missing and they will not stop because they want to find them. Mm-hmm. And, but everyone is different. Everyone. That is just what I'm saying. If it were me, mm-hmm. that's what I would be doing. And, understandable um especially nowadays with all the social media that we have at our hands like we can easily get word out and stuff Mm -hmm. um but on on the other hand if you will you know she had three little boys to take care of and i mean obviously she wanted to find bob but she also had to take care of them by herself now understandable so you would i i would want more people i would if someone wanted to call to give it so I could be like, this is the information. Help me find my husband. Mm-hmm. And she acknowledged that um, that when I did my first report that I was only going by what I've heard and could find. Kind of like you're saying, though, it if the information that is easily obtainable is wrong or maybe not all the way correct, why wouldn't you want to get more correct information out Bingo. there. Um, statements, interviews, etc. Exactly. Um, because, like, some of the stuff that she told me, I definitely would never have known about. Um, like, she said um, at the time he was working for the tribe. Now, I didn't, I guess, even ask what tribe, but there's Indian tribes up there. Okay. Um, I knew he had a job, um, but I guess he was working for the tribe. And Just the tribe? Like, that's how it was referenced, and actually that's how it is referenced on some of the Facebook comments about the tribe. So, okay. just in general, apparently. Is it, like, the tribe, like, mob-related? I don't I'm I'm, I'm asking a question, because well, when you say the tribe, like, to me... In my head, because I think differently sometimes. I'm like, ooh, mafia. Okay. It, probably not. That's just my... Well, she does mention in the interview that at the time there had been some money laundering happening with the tribe. So huh. maybe not all upstanding citizens involved. Um, that, And she wasn't trying to say that Bob was necessarily involved, but you know, what if he had stumbled upon something at work that he wasn't supposed to know or having an affair with a you know an Indian woman or something part of the tribe that got somebody else pissed off because and I'm not here trying to talk bad about Bob either but she said she did find out he had an affair after he went missing and that she even went up there and talked to her her and her sister her friend went up and talked to this woman to be like do you know where he is you know thought maybe he like ran away to be with her or something like that and the woman I guess said she had no idea it was more of like a casual kind of thing alcohol involved and they would like watch football and hang out and stuff not like I love you I'm leaving my wife and family for you kind of thing huh right I know so I mean and this wedding reception was a co-worker his of boss, the tribe. The, of the, tri- uh, the tribe. <laughs> of the tribe. The boss of the tribe. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Sarah. But no. I don't know how long this other... Or not other. I don't know how long this affair had been going on. Or if it had already stopped before he went missing. Did but she I mean, say how she found out? She didn't, I guess. I, it might have just been police looking into stuff about him and found maybe phone calls or something. Oh, I'm sure they talk to people. You know, they're, they're going to the dis- tribe. They're just going to discover things 
when they're looking. And I'm not saying this this woman is from the tribe, but oh, okay. If if he had one affair, who's to say he might not have had another one, or or you know, oh, supposedly he had like gotten in a fight at the wedding reception as well, and and Christy said she heard he got kicked in the head, which is pretty severe of a fight. A punch yeah. maybe, but a kick in the head. So, like, that's, I don't know about that. Either they were a high kicker, me. or they got him on the ground and mm-hmm. then able to kick him. Mm-hmm. But would it more people have noticed that? Uh, you would think. I. Th- it almost sounded like the reception was at, like, a personal property. Like, maybe in a shop or a rented, like, canopy thing. Because I thought, without having it pulled up right the second, I think she said something about in a shed. Like, I don't know if they were getting booze out of a different thing or if whatever, but yeah, I'm not sure. Or talking business if, you know, some of the coworkers were off talking or whatever, mm-hmm. but, um, but they were to, to go before he went missing. They were high school sweethearts. They got married right away. He went into the Navy and they went out to the West coast and started having the children and then once they had kids and he got out of the navy they decided to go back to michigan cheaper living than in california oh sure closer to family and all that you know just back home type stuff um she did say that he liked to drink a lot kind of hard um she said that at the time she wasn't a big drinker but Bob was. Um, and if they went out, she was usually the driver. Uh, and he, like, passed out from drinking a lot, is what she said. Doesn't that contradict what other people have said, though, that knew him very well? From what I'm remembering. you Yeah. So, from what I had gotten before, the first report is that he didn't drink much. But she's with him more than... And yeah, like, it could be one of those, if you're not there, you don't see it. I'm not entirely sure on that, um, unfortunately, but... Maybe he didn't drink a lot when he was around family or certain friends and only at home. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Or out traveling for work, because she said he traveled a lot, so if he was, you know... Hotel away from home, might have enjoyed the beverages. So she said he was passed out in the driver's seat of their van when uh, the reception was ending and people were going to go downtown for the after party. Okay, so he was already passed out in the van before they were leaving. Yes, she said he was passed out in the driver's seat and with help got him moved over to the passenger seat. I will say... Other sources in the other articles I saw said that people saw him getting into their van to leave. Like, it didn't sound like he was already in it and, you know, helped push him over or whatever. But people drinking can remember things differently or incorrectly or... Not at all. Yes, make something up and they don't even realize they're making it up technically. So, that's just what she told me. She did say she blacked out part of the drive from the reception to the bar. That's not good. It's not good, but when I you're mean, driving, it's not good. It's and it's not good. And I told her, hey, I mean, we've people make mistakes. I know people. I you know it is what it is. I told her, I'm like, no judgment. I was just trying to get her to clarify whatever you know. I mean, it's not good, but I mean, I'm pretty sure it's happened to people. more people than. I mean, sometimes I not black out, but. Completely sober. You're like, how the hell did I get home? And I'm driving. And like, <laughs> if I'm listening to a podcast or even music, I'm like, I don't remember the last five minutes. <laughs> I was just so into, like, mm-hmm. so you I get. Kind of get on autopilot. Yeah. And then you're like, uh, yes. She said that, like, Bob did want to go home. Like, if, obviously, if it were me and I was already passed out once and I had to get, like, woken up to get shoved over, yeah, I'd probably be like, take me the fuck home. Like. I'm done for the night, you know. And if there's a Taco Bell, please get me Taco I mean, Bell and yeah. then get me home. 
That too. Like, I'd probably sleep on the way to Taco Bell, <laughs> but it sounds like maybe around this area there were no Taco Bells. I don't know. Never been there. She does remember dancing with friends. Like, so she, she doesn't really remember the drive, but she remembers being downtown and dancing with friends and not being sure where Bob was. She said that she even remembered saying something about, like, oh, I lost my husband. Kind of like, you know, oh, where'd he go? Kind of thing. Does she does she remember Bob getting out of the van when they got downtown? No. Okay. So I I think what she can recall was more like she left him in the van and that she went inside. But then she said that there were people like the bartender or whatever at the time that had seen him downtown. But they're not on record with that. At least anymore. Unless they recanted or didn't want to get involved. And I even said that to her. I'm like, that's sucky. Like, if someone said something and then they're like, well, no, never mind. I didn't see him. Like, I don't know if they didn't want to get involved for various reasons. If there's connections with sketchy people or, you know. I I don't know. But that's just the stuff I came across and then what she told me. She said if they did get in a fight in between reception and the bar... And that he got out near the party, he could have walked home, or maybe he got lost in the woods. Now, did they live close to this bar that they went to? I mean, if he was going to walk home. She said that they lived across town. And of course, then, people probably walked a bit more because there weren't going to be ubers and lifts and cabs and stuff and a cab yeah so christy said she never really discussed bob's disappearance with the boys um to shield them i guess Um, but they still heard about it like at school and stuff which this part really sucks um so they were living in a rental house when he went missing and she said it's like a dirt floor basement and like an older house so from like the coal or wood burning furnace or whatever kind of thing it was the ashes from the many moons of people that had owned it just kind of got piled down in the basement it's just like we never went down there except do laundry anyway so it wasn't a big deal but in searches for him the cops had come and even brought dogs to sniff around and stuff yeah um or like to trace his you know scent or whatever um, but after they had moved out, her son, middle son, Devin, went to school with a boy that his family moved into that house and said, we can't go in the basement because there's a, there's a dead man down there and that his wife did it. That's and obviously that's horrible. rumors and yeah, kids talk, adults talk, kids talk, but it's like, that super sucks. But yeah. And that was fifth grade that he had to hear wow. something like that. And I can't imagine trying to protect your children from hearing rumors and things like that. But, and yeah, no judgment on how she did all that. But on the other hand, they're going to hear it. So trying to be open with them a little bit. Yeah. In Bob's parents, like grieving of, of losing him, um, she said they did kind of abandon her, didn't invite her to family things anymore she said in the beginning she felt like that bob had run away um having three young kids that he only wanted two of them and that he had had a rough year with traveling he was drinking a lot uh didn't have a lot of friends because of the time he had to spend traveling for the job what do you mean he only wanted two of them maybe they only planned on two and then the third was a surprise. Doesn't mean he wouldn't want it, though. I I don't know. Of course, once he went missing, she had to go back to work because they had no money and they had, quote, nothing. She said Connor was only nine months old at the time and she was barely working because Bob was the main breadwinner. But having three kids, the youngest being nine months, you know, that's that's a lot. Having a job you travel a lot for... That would be a lot on your mind, so one could argue 
maybe they are reasons for him to want to run away. But you don't run away. I know. You would think you wouldn't, but. I mean, if you, would you at least tell your family? Like, hey, I ran away. <laughs> I ran away. I mean, you, you know. I think so. Not so nonchalantly, but. And then after he went missing, she went back to work and was waitressing. But then she said, his mom had said that he ran away from her because she worked too much. That doesn't make sense. If she no. wasn't working. Right. You don't really run away from someone if they work too much because they're not there to run away from. I, that's just my thing. I mean, if you want companionship and if they are working a lot and they're not there, okay. You would run to somebody else, not just run away. I, that's, I think differently. I'm, I apologize. Oh. But, oh. but yeah, at one point she said that he was the breadwinner. And then she claims his mom said that he ran away because she worked too much. Yeah. How were you working? Because you said that Connor was nine months old and you just had like gone back to work so that it was all very contradictory of itself oh yeah she said that he couldn't keep a job at the time but he worked for the tribe Uh, i'm confused and see this is why i'm pondering confusing for me to even try to fucking look so he couldn't keep a job but he had a job he was working traveled a lot for and that she didn't work because like, he, he was a breadwinner. Sh- yes, but, but she worked all the time, so that's why he ran away. Do you see? Do you see my confusion once I like sat down and thought about it and looked yeah. at it? Yeah. Her sister had already informed us in an email, but then Chrissy mentioned it to me as well on the interview um, that she took two polygraphs, and she did pass both of them. Which my thinking is great. You passed it tests are hard but i feel like if it's something that can't even be used in court for anything for any not saying that they're going to court but like you can't use it they really don't mean anything i don't know why they're even still used like because you can't use them i mean i know it can give good indications but that you can get a read on someone just by talking to them too so Mm -hmm. like i don't know but that's a whole separate topic uh, she does, Chrissy did say the first detective uh, was a bit of a drinker. And everyone's a bit of a drinker. Well, you know. And heard that he had been out downtown talking about her and Bob's case. And I don't know if that was to try to casually get information from people or if he was trying to influence people's memories or statements at the time off duty i mean when you're a detective are you really off duty i don't know like if you have a chance to talk to people i think you're like right you're yeah always on the clock kind of thing yeah yeah i'm not entirely sure she didn't have good vibes about it certainly but you know she still feels pressure and like under microscope though i mean even I don't blame her for not having good vibes about it. It could have been an innocent way to try to get information from people, or it could have been, you know, a conniving situation. So she did tell me two weeks after Bob went missing, the detective, herself, a psychic, and her psychic's friend, possibly, like, assistant or something, did travel the road between the party, or the reception, and the party at the bar and like downtown area and stuff they traveled around in the car for like eight hours trying to jog any memory but a psychic wouldn't they already know that's i think why they're psychic i think maybe Mm -hmm. if she could just pick up on something maybe as well um i mean i am not digging i mean to bashing any psychic because Sure. I believe I mean, I, some I, of I it can believe. be real. Yes. But there are scammers out there. Yes. And I, but a part of me is always like, if you are psychic, we wouldn't be in this situation. Like, you'd be like, okay, this is where he is. Like, let's go there. And and I know that does happen sometimes, but then again, it's, there wouldn't be any missing people because you would already <laughs> know, right? Well, it's not like they necessarily know all, see all, all the time. 
She's like, I don't know if you believe stuff like that. I could tell she was I kind want of to like, believe stuff like, like that. nervous, you know, mentioning it. And I'm like, no, you're, you're totally fine. Fine? Fine. <laughs> totally fine. Like, I'm not going to believe everybody's everything that they come at me with, but I'm, sometimes I just know things that I shouldn't know either. And I know other people that have the same type of deal. So I, it's a, because of be scammers, thing. though, I don't 100% yeah, I, you know, believe everybody, right. but I want to because I think if you had that capability, how awesome it would be. Mm-hmm. She did Maybe tell not. me this chick helped the Detroit, I think, police department solve some cases. Okay. So I was like, oh, interesting. She so sent me a little pictures. bit of credibility then. Yeah, she sent me, because of course this was in 96, so camera phones fucking cell phones weren't even really a thing so Mm-mm. there was she sent me a picture of the paper that was typed out and then has some handwritten notes on it from what the psychic had like picked up on or, oh, or cool. whatever so she got her vibes from the drive and then trying to like christy was hopefully going to jog some memory um and nothing not no she said she understands that with alcoholism if you black out there's just no getting that back you know how, did you ever learn how to play pool at the bar? Sure. I was never good at it, but yeah. Like sometimes if you learn things in an inebriated state, you can't replicate, like you can't do it again or do it as well if you don't do it in the state you learned it in. That's probably why I'm not very good because I've <laughs> always played, I've never played pool sober. So later not that that would be helpful really at all it's like oh they should have got her like half crocked and then brought you know what i mean like kind of almost have her back in the right mindset although that would be like bad but it's like shit it might have worked she wasn't driving why would it be bad well i just mean like as an investigative tool getting someone half crocked (laughs) like maybe not great but it might have worked i don't know but that's what my brain did with it they also searched culverts and walked the streets um in the previous report, the divers had, I mentioned how divers had checked the canals and stuff mm-hmm. down in downtown Sioux. Um, and they search out by the gravel pits. Apparently these gravel pits are a thing out there. Yeah. I assume just, you know, rock quarry type, but there's references to gravel pits. She mentioned how this kind of came out of the blue, like getting word that we had done a report on, on Bob understandably so especially because we're nowhere near them um and i told her i had reached out to the facebook page because at least it was a public thing instead of trying to hunt someone down personally because i didn't know how people would feel about that and i didn't of course at the time know who ran the facebook page and she had been on it at first but then she did end up blocking herself from the page because of people's comments and stuff because some people aren't very nice or have their own theories and accusations and things. So, yeah, that, that um, would be a tough pill to swallow. Yeah. And, you know, she said she was kind of getting into arguments with people trying to defend herself. You can't and do that, though. I know, but you, you have that urge to, though. I definitely understand that. I'm going to play you a bit. Again, you can say uh, whatever, as much as you want or not answer or whatever. I'm just asking, like, what, like, after these years of pondering and, and everything, like, what what do you think happened to him? I think he was, he got killed somehow. I think that, you know, somebody had something to do with this. Somebody knows something. Mm-hmm. And if not, then he's out there in the woods somewhere. But then says this. They should have just searched one at the town because the rumors were that he made it downtown. But yeah, she thinks somebody killed him. I mean, honestly, with gone this long and no evidence of anything, unfortunately, yeah, the likelihood is that he is deceased and and hidden somewhere. But wow. Mm -hmm. So I did bring up to Christy um, from the Facebook page. I saw. And, of course, I wasn't necessarily verified at that moment, but I saw something about maybe she had sold Bob's truck fairly quickly after Bob disappeared. That's right. And uh, she said you know, that, yeah, she did sell it, but that it didn't run. It was always breaking down, that he hated the truck. 
and honestly, she didn't say this, but I could see it with her being at least, you know, unless they found him okay, she was going to be the only one to to provide for these kids. And even, you know, a hundred bucks or something from selling the truck is a hundred bucks. That's a hundred dollars of food that she could put on the table, mm -hmm. a bill to pay. I get it. And uh, I guess I I mentioned And if he hated the truck... And he has no sentimental value to it. Like right. If, like, it wasn't something he restored and, like, it was his, like... That would be completely different. Yeah, that would be, like, holy shit, what the hell. Um, and I guess she had to kind of sell some of his, like, Bob's toys anyway because there was a camper that he had partial ownership or, what, or like, half ownership or whatever. Um, but because... So Christy is Indian and Bob was not uh, but Bob's boss so the one of the wedding reception and everything packed up Christy and the boys and moved them onto the reservation I guess um, Bob never wanted to live on the reservation Christy said that he just never wanted I don't know necessarily why I don't know if he felt like they were getting a handout by doing that because she's and I'm not saying that they were but she said she was kind of able to, like, use the program. That's not how she said it, but that's kind of what I was gathering because her rent charge was according to her income. So, it, mm-hmm. you know, it was an adjustment to what she made. So I don't know if he thought that, you know, that would be kind of a handout thing and he never wanted to do that. So then... Pride. Yes. Thank you. Much easier fucking explanation than my rambling. But Bob's boss packed up Christy and the kids and moved them on the reservation. Um, But they didn't have a big space for some of the toys, the camper, stuff like that. So they did have to get rid of things. So, you know, that could have been part of the the truck thing as well. She said an old man bought it for, yeah, like a hundred bucks. So, hey, he needed a little beat around truck. Then excellent. Towards the end of the interview, she asked what I was going to use this for. Uh, and I don't know what, what this consists of, like, are you going back on a chance with us? Or? I was just going to, like, mention maybe, you know, if... Not new news, because it's not new news, but just kind of right. amend what was said since, you know you will have different information than the the things because a lot of the stuff on online at least was kind of the same thing over and over again except for that one um article from i think august or whatnot uh oh with the cat the the caterpillar oh the bobcat thing yeah that too there was that immediately when i mentioned that there was pretty much the same stuff in all the articles and things you could find, except for that one article back in August, which was more Scott and Kathy talked to whatever it was. I can relist that source in these show notes. Um, That's the one that kind of mentioned that Chrissy may have changed her story and whatnot, but she jumped right away to, oh, with the cat, the caterpillar. I was confused because I'm like, what? No, there was a tip that got shared and talked about on the Bob Dale page mm-hmm. about someone using a caterpillar to move Bob's body. I remember that. And it wasn't even in it wasn't even in that article. It wasn't I took a screenshot. So the tip was shared in May of last year on the Fine Bob Dale page. And in asterisks, this is a very small part of the tip that they've been working on now. It says, I am married to blank number one, I'm going to say, because they have to be talking about two people. His dad was awoken very early in the morning that Bob disappeared by Mr. blank number two, in parentheses, my husband's godfather. So blank number one's godfather. When number two asked, wait, now I'm confusing myself. When, when this person asked what was going on, because no one knew yet since it was still early, the same like night, morning, however you want to look at it. 
the reply was, it's better you don't know and you never saw me. The story I got was number two, the husband's godfather, hit Bob with a car and they used the cat to move Bob's body. Like he was walking and hit him on accident? Walking or... uh, That's what it makes it sound like, that he was maybe walking on the road. Maybe they did get in a fight and he got out and accident or not, somehow he got hit by a car and someone... But at that point, like, late at night or early in the morning... It's dark. It sounds like it was sounds like it was windy roads. That's when you call the police unless you're completely I mean that's that's the end of that sentence. That's when you call the police. Right. Unless it was on purpose and or you're yeah. completely inebriated and you're like fuck. I but, but you, still like you would probably not get rid of the body. You would probably do an anonymous call. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't do this. Do I don't that. know why I'm saying this, but like. You're trying to give scenarios and hypotheses. Theories. Yeah. And you'd still have someone call the police like, ah, there's a man on the road that's been hit. Instead of going to someone's house, getting the keys to the bobcat and saying, hey, you never saw me. Yeah. That's very suspicious. Some of the things that the the psychic had said she picked up on, something about background or backyard, that he may be buried under, like, underground, near it's water. where you bury people's underground, but I, mean, yeah, I digress. But buried near water, in water in someone's backyard, or behind maybe the gravel pit woman cutting man's hair so maybe a hairdresser knows something the number five could mean the month of may since obviously he went missing in may i know this is going to ruffle some feathers that's not my intention in the interview she said something about she was asked if anybody asked her parents and she was like that's ridiculous you know he's however old at the, like her dad was however old at the time and, and whatever and why would they know anything but also Christy's parents live east five mile that's in backyard mm-hmm. see medieval night night could be the, a name or a fight over a woman they see a blue truck which I guess Bob's truck was blue the psychic felt that he had a fight with one or two guys. So he was probably hit on the head. One of the guys may have the letter D. Like in his, like for his name. And the other may have had a J. One may wear a cowboy hat and the other a baseball cap sometimes. One of the men is most likely Indian. It sounds like there's a lot of Indians up there. So saying that one of them might be Indian. I think that's just kind of a... 50, easy, like very yeah, easy. Like a, <laughs> well, probably. So here you go. Um, That's almost like a psychic. Did you have someone in your life who passed away? <laughs> Never. Nope. Not a single one. They're all alive. <laughs> oh, did you know we're vampires? By the way, we don't <laughs> die. But it's like, were they male? Were they a father figure? It's just like yeah. those those easy questions that they ask. It's like, oh mm. yeah, of course there's gonna be someone in. Did but, they? Have you had someone that's died abruptly? Well, I mean, probably. You mm-hmm. know, the likelihood. Um, on this psychic's typeout paper, it says, I feel he never made it downtown. I think it's someone he knows that may have been at the party. And they wrote down the four seasons, not the four seasons, like... Repair shop or lawn care. See, and I went hotel. <laughs> but not that either, um... I'm sure it's something more local to the, the Sioux area, but because it's so most likely a repair shop or long, what, what four seasons? Well, cause it says four seasons, six mile road, gravel pit behind four seasons. So yeah, probably some sort of lawn care and landscaping type thing. I would bet cause four seasons, that would make sense. But yeah, it, it's still very bizarro, interesting 
disappearance with no real answers mm-hmm. with brothers and sisters-in-law and grandkids and a wife that don't know what happened to him sad yep i said that last time but it's still sad and he doesn't it still sad. change the fact but i think i have more questions after the interview than i did before because multiple things contradicted what was previously said but she also almost contradicted herself and like i said it's it's been a long time so memories could be fuzzy and like she has stated as well you know she was drunk so it's it's not that she's yeah she said it's not that she's changed her story but it's it's been hard to even remember properly right but that's a big event in your life where i think that you would like never forget it like it would probably run it over and over and over in your head yep same same with me as i've done in traumatic experiences a la across the hall still remember some of the sh- exact wording of shit mm-hmm. that was said to me and stuff. Yep. So mm-hmm. when something like that happens, you don't forget it. I know sometimes you want to, but you you don't. Brains are mysterious. They are. Organ. Yes. If you know anything about Bob Dale and his disappearance or, you know, any, any anything. anything about it at all, they would love to take any tips or information. Um, call the... Sue Police at 906-632-5744. I will go again with what he was wearing. He was wearing a yellow polo shirt with dress slacks, about 5'7", dark hair, dark eyes, mustache, and last seen on the Six Mile and Mackinac Trail area. That was our, our update. Nothing new necessarily, just additional information. Our email is open, podcast at hometownhomicide.com. Even if you have something that you want us to share, you can send it that way. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube at Hometown Homicide Podcast. Also TikTok and then Twitter, we are on there as Ope murder. Ope. Thank you for listening. And remember, we want to tell stories to you, not about you. So stay safe. And this was Hometown Homicide. <laughs>